Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast. We've got a special guest today by the name of George Bennett. You would have seen him on the show before. Uh, it's good to have him back. Uh, he had a little bit of a breather, but he's coming hot, and it's been a good conversation, actually, so you'll enjoy it. We, we, we try to touch on the Vuelta. We do touch on the Vuelta, but that goes off into a real big tangent about what's the difference between the highest achieving athletes in the world, and does the X Factor exist, and what is the X Factor? We don't always agree. Enjoy, like, share, subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mm. Front kick! Just getting pulled in the chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think. Will you Who shut up, man? Listen? That escalated quickly. Oh, We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on this, shall we? How's <laughs> <laughs> it feel to be back, GB? You missed oh. us? Big time. A little bit. Actually, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But obviously not enough to – didn't miss you enough to volunteer or respond to any messages to actually do a show, but, you know, someone well, – We stopped asking you, actually. Yeah. Well, how did, well, you in, did you do, do you shows? Know, do you know we did some shows? <laughs> no, how'd you go? Who'd you have? We had Daryl Impey. We had – Oh, yeah, he'd be good. Aaron good. Gate. Oh, he'd be good. Um, yeah. Good replacements, actually. It yeah, sounds like you're better off you, without me. Yeah, we'll give you one more shot. How's the rate? Nah, it's not the same. Let's any, the, uh, we're going to show George some love. <laughs> nah, but we've got to we got to give George some love, Bills. We've missed him. It's just mm. not the same. It's not the same. Oh, no, appreciate no. it. It yeah. just doesn't no, bring always... that dynamic of like somebody who who wants to say something real controversial, but has and a he, lot to lose. <laughs> but he has he feels he has a lot to lose, and and in the end, he like. That dynamic of just sort of beating around the bush and not getting to the point—it's—it's—it's it's, it's missed, you know. On the he show. Feel, it, no, he feels a bit like a Vici, you know. Like he's a super talent, but you can't push him too far. I mean, it's, yeah. actually, it's a bad example because we a Vici was a bad ending. <clears throat> and there's that element of actually. Well, we don't know how moment. I end. We don't. I mean, <laughs> well, well, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, don't push the bear. Like, if the bear wants a break, let him go hibernate, and then when he comes out, he's ready to ready to maul people again. Like, he's I fine. Think, I think it was a well-deserved break, to be fair. And I think that, you know, the podcast world, it, it's, it's it, you know, we do pretty well to make it pretty low demands in the podcast mm. world. I think, I think people who have far more successful shows and actually have a bit of growth in their show put a bit more effort in. Um, <laughs> But we reckon well, how's how's the what's occurring boys? I I noticed that um that like they will finish a stage and then mm. they'll be on they'll be on pods like on the bus or at the hotel. Imagine a grandy. Imagine imagine that you get in the bus, you've just done a two hundred k welter stage, and you're like, oh, let's jump on a pod. Mm. Yeah, but I reckon they're bringing in some cash, those boys as well from the pod. I reckon that's the only thing that would make me do that. Someone you're going to yeah. get ten grand to do that episode. You've got like, oh, probably miss yeah. massage and chuck out yeah. a pod. Yeah, that's right. It is a good show though, because and it, and it, it is effective if you can do that uh, as a cycling mm. show. There's no doubt about it; it'll be effective. But the reality is, we've all got other jobs, and uh, mm. we enjoy doing this though as a hobby. Yeah. Oh, now I've got to give a shout out. I've got to week. give a shout out. I should have done this three months ago. I was at the casino with my mate Illy, and he doesn't even know about this podcast. Like, never listened to it. Didn't even know I did it. And we're walking past, and this bloke yells out, Jonesy! And I'm thinking, who's that? Like, did I used to play footy with this guy? He goes, Where's Bills? Where's GB? And I thought, Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a listener. So his name, Will and Lisa, they were celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary. 
massive listeners, and he said to his missus, he goes, told you I should have worn the, like, great bloke shit rider uh, T-shirt. Like, as if, oh, yeah, of course we'll see Jonesy at the case. Yeah, like, yeah. would have been perfect. Oh, or the guy in the casino probably see Jonesy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> and they were from Tamworth. And then the funniest was, so we were chatting away and, you know, about five, ten minutes. Anyway, we walk off and we made Illy goes, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> so what are you talking about? The Social Distance Podcast. He goes, what? What are you talking about? Okay, did you not know I do this potty? He goes, nah. How long have you been doing that for? I said, I don't know, three years. He goes, who's on it? And that's why I had to spend half an hour having a beer with Illy. So, well, there's, yeah, there's this potty. So you're talking about like not putting effort into shows. My mates, my good mates I grew up with don't even know about this show. It's a disgrace. <laughs> it's a disgrace. It's though. a disgrace. Oh, no, it is a disgrace. Yeah. Well, happy yeah. wedding anniversary to Will and Lisa from Tamworth. Will and Lisa, yeah. yeah. Wonder how hopefully, they got on. Uh, hopefully, they're still together after the cast. Mm. Yeah, oh, he looked like he was up a bit. He was definitely up and about. Yeah, yeah good. So I'm guessing you guys have covered a lot of what's going on in the cycling world. Um, and for ease's sake, should we should we um, start off at the Vuelta? Absolutely. And one on thing I want to start course. with: the best thing that's happened so far in the context of okay, this. Was, was Sepkus necking a bottle of Lindau on mm. the podium. And the best thing for me was, do you remember the story during the Tour de France when the head of Jumbo, Richard Pluger, was like, oh, yeah, you know, the reason we win the Tour de France is because, like, you know, we shared a hotel with France de Jure and we saw two of them having a beer on the rest day. And, you know, that's why we go, that's why we won the Tour de France and they don't. Yeah. That was the kind of vibe, you know? I was talking. And I was, I was like, Bro, I I know what's going on in front of Dejure. They are a very well functioning team. I'm I'm very well abreast of Front of Dejure and I'm very well abreast of Lotto Jumbo. And the difference is you can afford Roglic, Walt Van Aert, Jumbo Visma. It's not because and, they had one beer that, that suddenly made them way better. But like that front side Dejure, I was talking about this with someone the other day as well when I saw that footage of Sip. And I was like, the front side is your media social media team. They missed they missed an opportunity there. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Create yeah. a meme or something like, and like all all in jest and all in fun. Like obviously, like to but, be fair to Matteo though, on the Champs they did have like a, a sign like it was like un petit pair there for um, Plugger or something like this. Really, but I just had to laugh. You know, that's why I just like Sep cost the greatest cyclist of our generation just the fact that he got up next this next basically a liter of champers and then, he, knew that, he knew that it was his only drink between between barcelona and madrid <laughs> he, he saw the media he saw that social media article as only thought fuck i'm not gonna let it I'm not i'm about to celebrate this tonight so i'm just gonna make the most out of this five liter magnum bottle of champagne i'm gonna take as much in as i can <laughs> what a legend is he gonna Do win well i hope so fuck me too yeah. That was so good. Yeah. So, George, you know, like, the internal side of things. Would the teammates be generally happy for Sepkus or was there an element of those guys that are primed to, like, take big scalps in their career? Like, I don't just want to win one grandy. I want to win 10 throughout my career. Is there an element nah, of those, those like, two Ugh. blokes will be happy. I think, like, that. nah, they'll be stoked. I mean, you think about how much he's given them. He, yeah. I think also, like... One, if you're Primoz, Sep's already helped you win three Vuelters. Two, if you're Jonas, Sep just helped you win the Tour. And once you've won the Tour, nothing else matters. The Vuelters, I feel like the Vuelters just a bit of fun 
for Jonas in a way. You know what I mean? I think he wouldn't be too stressed mm. about it. I reckon those guys, if the opportunity, the thing is, the problem with this pod is about to come out about an hour after the time trial finishes. Mm. And that's going to change everything. But I feel but like I- if Sepp's got a lead at the end of today, I would like to think that the boys rally around him. But I think, like, ultimately, Sip, the reason Sip's there, the reg- reason Roglic is there, well, the reason Sip's there is clear because he's the great, he's the best, he's the best mountain domestic in the world, and he's mm-hmm. been invaluable to the success of both those guys over the last couple of years. So that's why he's there. But he's he's also he's so good that he he puts himself in the position that he's in now, and it brings a whole new dynamic to that to that team. And the reason Jonas and Roglic are there is because Jumbo Visma. <clears throat> have said, well, I don't know if that's officially said, but it seems pretty clear that they want to win all three Grand Tours in one year, you know? And mm. for for Jumbo Visma, and again, I'm just making up inaccurate guesses here, but I don't think they really care who they win, win it with. No. They, they don't care if they win it with Roglic, they don't care if they win it with Vingago, they don't care if they win it with Sepkos, they just want to win it. And the, and then now they're in a position where Sepkos is had that stage where it was, I didn't see the stage, but all, all accounts pretty chaos, flipped the script completely, put Sepkos three minutes in front of all the, of, of his own t- two teammates, but every other GC rider as well. And now all of a sudden, Quickstep especially, who have Remco there, obviously, are thinking, fuck, Rog- we were worried about Roglic and Vingago, but now Sepp's three minutes in front of us. Okay, mm. yeah, the time trial's going to come up and, and that gap's going to close from Remco to think, but to Sepp, but he's probably still going to have a lead. But even if he doesn't have a lead, even he's only if he be doesn't, imagine seconds. if he's yeah. exactly that's his 20 it. seconds I mean, behind. He's still in the game. What you need to be is after the TT with no more time trial, you need to be like two minutes in front of Sepp. Mm. And do you know what it just highlights for me, like how important it is to have a super team in, when you're riding GC? Because it's not necessarily about the guys you've got up the road like when set was up the road it's also about the guys you've got playing anchor on the wheel you know so like Rimco ran out of teammates pretty quickly on Jalambre and had to ride a lot of that climb on the front you know oh actually got dropped from when they when they hit him but like for an element there he was pulling the two best guys Primoz and Jonas in his wheel because he had no option and then you're like well I don't really want to pull these guys because they've got you know, you just caught between a rock and a hard place. And when you just show up with a super team and then you're like, mm, it's quite it's actually been real smart from Jumbo to keep Sep in it. Like in the tour and in the other races, they often just say, like, you know, I remember the Giro, he was had a problem with his bike early on and they just drove straight past him. And mm. you know, it was never never on the cards for him to stay close. It was never even a conversation. But, but I feel it, like it, now it, they've got like such a stranglehold on it because you can just like fuck everyone over. Each way, you know, in every situation, if you've got a guy there, you've got them by the balls. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the, the difference between the Welter and the, and the Tour de France is that they they need Sip to play that domestique role because they're going up against teams. Well, you know, namely UAE, they're going up against UAE. Who Pogacar's he's also going to have numbers there when it's a group of ten or five riders. You know, like he's going to have Adam Yates, he's going to have mm. Roshnada there. So they. So Vingago needs to have Sepp there as a domestique because he needs somebody there to help control the situation when it's down to five or ten guys. But the 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 at the Vuelta, they actually don't need Sepp to play that role because in general, the, the GC teams that are going up against Jumbo aren't as strong. And they they don't have that ability. Rimko doesn't have the ability to have somebody there in a group of five. He's probably going to be isolated at that point. Whereas they Jumbo still have guys like Calderman who can be there pretty deep into the final. So mm. Kelderman can actually play that role of Sepkus and Sepkus can actually play a more of a 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm part of a three prong attack here. And until you, until I get dropped, categorically dropped on a climb or multiple climbs and lose a, a minute or two, I'm actually, I'm actually a threat to you as well. And I'm part of a, of an, of attacking mindset where I can go up the road and Rimko's like, well, fuck, I can't really let Sip go. Roglic goes, fuck, I can't really let Roglic go. Vingago goes, I can't really let Roglic go because he hasn't got the teammates there like UAE would have in the Tour de France. And that's why they can use Sip in this way now as opposed to having to use Sip as a domestique. So it, mm. it, it, it puts like, it shows the strength of Yumbo. It shows how fucking good that team is. There's no doubt about it. And um, it's going to make it, uh, the time trial is, is, is so important for Rimco now. Like he needs to, he needs to claw back as much time and try to take time on set, which he probably he could well do. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. And I, I, I don't think, going back to my first question, will Sepp win the Vuelta? I don't think he will. Uh, I'd love him to, but I don't think he will. I think the winner will still come from Roglic, Vingago or, or Remco. Uh, but Sepp's going to be, he's going to be right up there until the end of the third week. There's no if, doubt about that. If Sepp wins the Tour Bills, now that you're on the other side of the fence, first of all, how does that affect his contract? And... GB, from a rider's perspective, once you've won a Grand Tour, can you then transition and go back and go, oh, well, I'm still like a super domestique? Or do you go, no, nah, bugger it. I've won it. Legit. I'm- I reckon most people wouldn't go backwards. Most people would be like, I'm fucking riding for me, boys. That's but it. You can't in that team. You can't in that team. And also, I think Sepp just doesn't care enough about it. Like, he right. just, he's just like... You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't love it. He doesn't live and breathe the guy to get results. Surely you'd ego. care enough if your manager's in your ear going, "Mate, come on, let's go for the juicy yeah. cash, and let's go." I think for the all but I don't, I don't think I don't think it will change its value, like from a financial yeah. point of view. I think that no? Sepp already has his value, and then and that team, like every single team in, in cycling, and everybody who watches cycling knows how important that guy is to their success, whether it's with Jonas or whether it's with Primoz. They know that was. They need set there to be to be successful. And so he has his value from that. And whether or not he wins the welter or not, I don't think it would ultimately I ultimately wouldn't change his value that maybe not that much, like potentially with a bonus or something. But couldn't you then sign for juicy cash for one of the other teams wanting to go, well, we'll get like a GC leader, but or they smart enough to go, well, he wouldn't have won it on any other team. Yeah, but I think like George says, like Sepp's the kind of guy who's like, okay, maybe over the last couple of years he's changing his mind a bit and like he, he sees how good he is and he sees that he can win, probably win the Grand Tour or win, win his own races on his own merit. Um, so th- there's that juicy cash for other teams that he could go to and be a leader or he could just take the juicy cash from Yumbo and mm. continue to do what he's doing. <laughs> I like and then, how... <laughs> and, and then go to, go to the Vuelta in a situation like this and maybe win a Grand Tour from a situation like this rather than taking... The I think he's got more money. chance of winning a Grand Tour on Jumbo than... Like for example, if he was on another team right now, FDJ smashing piss every night. Well, <laughs> if he went to another team, if he went to another team to lead a Grand Tour, he would be one of those guys who's up against Jumbo rather than being in yeah. the organization. There's a problem if you're not on them. Yeah. If you're not on Jumbo, you got to race against Jumbo, and that's mm. fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, and 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 there's you know if you look at the, the GC the GC. Uh, leaders in that team it's 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 obviously Jonas and Primoz and Sepp has never been considered one until he rode himself into the red jersey by three minutes at the Vuelta um, mm. but there's there's two standout leaders in that team there's, there's three Grand Tours every year and the Tour de France is the most important one for the for every single team they obviously have the goal this year of wanting to win all three in one year which they look on track to do but like maybe Primoz goes to the Giro next year 
or, and maybe Jonas goes to tour or maybe uh, I don't know what they're going to do but then or maybe one of them leaves the team or maybe one leaves the team and then it's outrageous and then, um, on that there's then, outrageous numbers uh, uh, rumours How, how's the rumour cycle been this year oh mm. yeah mm. been insane you know well I felt like Remco coming to the Vuelta like he's pissed off he's in a right roll mood like yeah, I've validated like the first TT. You know, it was dark and piss and rain. And but you complain to the Spanish man; they're never yeah, going to go. Feel, hey, feel shit! The, we got a problem. We better fix this. They're yeah. going to go. Ah, mate, shut up! You see how they arrived. You see how the the plane landed. Like you know, the plane got redirected to the rest day travel, and then they all had to take a bus. They arrive at the hotel at three in the morning. They're all complaining. And I saw one guy on Twitter talking about like, mate, ten years ago with the Schleck boys and the rest of them, they got in at three a.m. every night. <laughs> they were <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. The well, the welt has come a long way, eh? Like, yeah, yeah those but, days of like I, going to the welter parties are. are but I heard enough. that like Remco had to give his team like a real rev up about yeah, this is all bullshit and all that. It's like, dude, your dad was saying it all. He's your manager. Of course, mm. you bloody fielding offers and that. Just cop it on the chin. Like, Did you watch the Linton Rouge interview with Remco? Oh, I only saw. Bits and pieces. I didn't watch the whole thing because that's what's kicked it off, isn't it? It's a good watch. Mm. I, I, it's worth watching it. And like, um, I won't say it changed my perception of Rimco because I actually don't think I really had a perception of Rimco. Like, I kind of, I was just, I think I've always been more of, of a Rimco fan than the other side of it. Mm. But I was like, I wasn't a fanatic, obviously. I was just like, oh, he's fucking good. That guy's young and he's like, you know, but then I watched this thing and, and it did, it, it did switch me across to like pretty heavily in the Remco fan group. Mm. Like he, yeah, well, I feel like he get the, he gets crucified in the media because he'll just say something that's on his mind. We actually he's yeah. a really good bloke. He's a say something guy. that's on his mind, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's arrogant." What? But do you he's know what? He fucked it is? off. Like... He crashed after the finish and said this was bullshit. And then what he meant to say, like, "Ah, oh, that... <laughs> thanks for yeah. not putting a run off." Or like, see you know what I mean? like, yeah. yeah, woo. Well, they say to him like sixty-five k. Do they? And they say to him like he's he and he references it, references it in this Lanton Rouge um, interview where he says like <clears throat> after the Worlds, I think it was the Worlds in Belgium. Um, they said, "Oh, do you, I think that was when it happened." Day that like the the uh, is there a, you know the Welt van Aert and Remco like going yeah. against the fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah. media fucking fanfare shit about it. Because and it all came about because I said, "Do you think you had, had? Do you think you had the legs to win today?" And he said, "Yes." And then all of a sudden, he's arrogant. But like, yeah, he, he is world champ- he, He's multiple world champions. So he like, <laughs> what? Why can't he say that? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. and um, and also like one thing I really noticed, like, one thing I really noticed about Remco in this interview, which was like pretty cool, was like, he is actually a massive student of the sport. You know, like he he already knows he's good. He already knows he can he he can win 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 races, but like he he's not content with that. He knows he can be better. He knows that things can improve. He knows he can improve himself. He knows that the people around him can improve. He knows that everything can continue to improve, and he just wants to keep doing that. And he wants to keep learning. And he wants he's actually like a guy who's just like I'm still trying to I'm fucking blessed with this this ability to be able to win bike races since I was 16 years old, but. 
I still haven't got the best out of myself, and I want, and I, and I still don't know everything about the sport, and I, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything, and like every single day is a, is a new day for me, and it's something that, and every single day I learn something new, and he is actually a guy who's just like I'm just fucking trying to learn, and like, and people have all these different opinions of me, but like he's like I'm just trying to continue to grow and develop as a bike rider, and I'm fucking confident in myself. Why shouldn't I be? Yeah. Look how good I am, you know. Yeah. That's not arrogant to he me. He backs it up. That's just that's just imagine, a, that's just someone who's like, fucking driven. Mm. That's a different. Imagine him, you with Robert Vingago and the rest of us. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the difference is genetics. That's the difference between the rest of us. Because you can't tell me that those guys are more motivated or dedicated than, say, me. They're just genetically gifted. Yeah. Okay. That makes makes a big part in it. But they still have like. It's like every single, like the world's greatest sportsman, Michael Jordan, okay, genetically or like gifted. We're going there, are we? You know, Tiger Woods, gifted. Like they're, they're all gifted. But, yeah, but Tiger Woods but, was, mate, he put the But they all have something fucking different in their minds. Yes. You know, they all have something Literally. different. And it's not, it's not necessarily the drive or the motivation to train and prepare and all that stuff because every professional athlete has that or they should have that. Yeah, to lesser degrees with some people in that. I don't agree. I don't think. I think that. I think this is. I think this is some weird mystique given to greatness that actually doesn't isn't. It, it's a crock of shit. It's an absolute crock of shit that you give this mystique to a guy. Oh, they're, they're wired differently. No, it's not. Come live a week with me. I'm. We're all wired differently. Everyone, you're wired differently. It's just that you didn't have the genetics. I don't have the genetics. It's not. Yeah, but, okay, but not, yeah. what about hang what on, about? Hang on. But the hang same on. thing. The same thing. The same thing. The same switch in their head, or the same like, like, thing that they have in their head exists in, in, in the business world as well. You know. Yeah, but and you're telling this, me I don't have that switch. I have that switch. You have that switch. No, you do you have the switch. Because, no, because because another guy compared to your journey, Bennett would say, Ah, oh, Bennett, what's he got that I don't have, and I'm not even a professional. He's yeah, for sure. There's a pub writer in Nelson I grew up with who goes, oh, who's trying to say the same shit as him. Oh, he just had the, he had something different. No, I, I just had very fortunate genetics that I was good enough to be quite good and I was dedicated. I don't think you can say that any of the greats have something intangible that we don't have as good I professionals. I think they, they do, do because I, I reckon they, they do. They don't. They, it's like, genetics. Again, like it's Michael genetics. Jordan, it's, it's... Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Like, okay, imagine you like when Michael Jordan in that fucking in the finals game when he just got fucking beaten up in the first three quarters, couldn't score a point. The whole fucking teams were boom, 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 boom. Only Michael Jordan was able to come out and slot thirty points in the fourth quarter. Tiger Woods, he's, who's he's leading, genetic, leading the Masters. Genetics. Leading the masters, go bogey, 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 bogey on the front nine. Drops nine shots on the front nine. Only Tiger Woods could claw eleven shots back on that back nine. Now we're talking about mental sports. Okay, but 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 for okay, these sports are different to endurance sports because it doesn't matter how fucked off I am. Okay, someone's crashed you. You're like, right, revenge. I'm going out there today. I'm going to rip everyone's legs off. I'm in the breakaway. Yes or yes, or I'm dropping this bloke. Yes or yes. It doesn't matter how angry or how much desire or how how much I want it. If I can't, if 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 I reach fourteen millimoles of lactate, that's nothing to do with how much I can push myself or how I can. That's yeah. just fucking shitty genetics running out of steam. But okay, then maybe you're a bad example or you're a bad person to compare to these two guys. Then maybe it's to to Remco. Maybe it's better to compare Remco or Pogacar or Vingago 
to just those three. So like genetically and physically, they are all fucking freaks. Okay. Let's use Pagacha and Vingigo as an example. Genetically and physically, those guys are, are freaks. And those two, are very, very, Max those, as a bar? those two are very, very hard to separate on a physical level. Mm. Okay. So how, what makes the difference between Vingigo winning the Tour de France and Pagacha not winning the Tour de France? And Pagacha wow. has that, that, that as well. So does Vingigo. But there's something in those people that makes the difference when it matters. Yeah, but, and, but, but that's that, that, for example, I'm going to argue the, uh, my point here again. There's no way that was in Vinegard because I raced with Vinegard when he was a good rider, but he was, you know, would get nervous and fall apart here and there. And so he's learned, it's, an, it's a skill he's learned. But what makes the difference between those two? Well, it could be teammates on the bike. Look at how good Jumbo were. Look at, you know, preparation, look at equipment, look at all these, there's all these so many external factors that are not directly related to some intangible thing, this mystique that you're giving these guys. When I think there's a guy who's racing continentals who tries as hard, he's got as much mongrel, he's got all this stuff and he's just got fucking dud genes. You know, he Mm. just got this shit because I, I can name a lot of guys that work so hard and I can name the opposite. I can name guys that don't have it mentally and have got fucking yeah. godlike genetics. So I think to give this mystique because they're so good that there's some – I agree with Jordan. You was, it's clear there was some overwhelming will to win at the, the fact that he was able to – he was prepared to burn people in the pursuit of victory, burn his mates, burn his teammates, throw people under the bus in the pursuit of victory. But that is so different to what – Jonas isn't going out there and having to be an asshole or having to win at all costs and this and that. He's going out there. He's dedicated. He's he's really professional. But he's surrounded by good people. And he's just, you know, I knew he was good and I knew Seth was good from early days when they signed on the team. They did some VO2 lab testing and my trainer went, oh, shit, these guys have got it. And Jonesy was asking before, is it the VO2? Mm. Is that a measure? And it is. It's a big measure. They say it's one of the big measures of talent, but by going by that, I should be a god of cycling because I have a crazy VO2. So there's so actually your genetics another... are good, so you're missing the spark. No, but there's another <laughs> measure that's far more important. <laughs> the measure is far more important is your lactate uh, tolerance, like your ability to use lactate as a fuel, mm, you know, so right. you get more fuel out of it. To, and how do you improve then, that? How, or you just I can go, be born, have the right parents. My lactate's fucked, so I know I'm only going to get to this point in my career progression. It's trainable to a point, but essentially that's the problem with endurance sports. It's not like skill-based where like Tiger Woods just put in the hours and had a psychopath. Okay. That's father. what I mean. I think golf sports that are mechanical like golf, you know, yeah. not endurance, mm. he was putting on greens for 12 hours a day from when he was a little kid, and that was all because of his dad. His dad had and that you could have done that too. Him. If your dad was a psychopath that wanted to live exactly. his life vicariously through you, exactly, you could have been Tiger Woods. Mental, he had yeah. that thing in his brain that allowed him to be so good. That's what Autism. made him. Yeah, it got trained into him though. But like no, he, he, his he dad has, trained him those techniques he learned in the army to. Yeah, I mean, you do, no, he got you it. Maybe he got it. He had it. No, maybe it's not autism. Maybe it's obsessive compulsive disorder or something where you, you know, you're. I think it's more OCD. You're allowed to. Are we trying to clinically diagnose Tiger Woods now? Sex (laughs) addict. addict. That's all we know. (laughs) But drug addict. He's addicted (laughs) to golf and he's addicted to women. We know that. What about one? Okay, that's what. What about okay? Going back, going back to cycling and and me, I I don't know the answer. I 
I can't have a, a smart conversation about it because I don't know what that thing is in the brain. But I no, think I'm enjoying your insights. I think it exists. So somebody down. in cycling, okay, somebody in cycling who fucking had it, mm-hmm. and you can't argue it. Lance Armstrong, he mm-hmm. had that. But you're just saying that because he, he was prepared to burn his mates. At the, you're saying so. You're, this intangible is. quality is win all. Uh, this intangible yeah. quality, if I'm looking at your examples, Jordan, Lance, whatever, it's the the willingness to burn everybody in their life at the at, at win at all in costs. the pursuit of winning. Yeah, 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 at all costs to win at all costs. All costs. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't that, think Primoz has win at all costs because that guy enjoys a beer. That guy's a family man. He's a nice guy. He doesn't dog his teammates. He is not win at all costs, but he fucking wins a lot. Holy it's shit. Not win at all costs. Chair, I don't example. think it's win at all costs. Nice I think it's slow keeper. I think it's the yeah. ability to I think it's the ability to come back, which is important in cycling, no matter how good you are. The ability to deal with to deal with something that doesn't go your way. And remove that from your brain, remove that from ever happening, wake up the next day and succeed. But what, okay, what about this? Okay, I'll pose this question to you then. What about something didn't go your way? You didn't get selected for a race. But the next day, you wake up and you try just as hard, but you don't win. Or you crash, you crash one day, you lose the GC. But the next day, you get up and you try just as hard. You go, right, I'm going to. I'm going to put it out of my mind and I'm going to give everything and you give everything but your genetics stop you from winning. So you have the same as the guy that had the genetics to win. It's more the other guys that this is when it cracks me, right? When people go, Oh, this guy's so mentally tough, you know, Mm. he got second at the tour, but he gets up and fights again to the Vuelta. What? That's not mentally tough. The guy that got his head kicked in every single day at the tour finished Gruppetto out the ass and he tried his hardest and he still wants to be a pro cyclist. That's mentally tough. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's there's no doubt you, you you can't just have this thing in your brain that it, it will make you a winner. You also have to be in an endurance sport. You have to have the genetics mm. and the physical capabilities, of course. But like someone, okay, Pogaccio again is another example. Cracked, lost the Tour de France, lost minutes and minutes. You know, okay, on Col de Loise, we saw that. But he has in his brain to go, but fucking tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to put the whole again. fucking team on the front. And I'm going to fucking smash the shit out of this race, and I'm going to win this stage. Yeah, but that's just mongrel. That's exactly. just having maybe a bit it's of mongrel. Mung- maybe it's mongrel then, because like a lot but of like, people in, for example, I could have lost a lot of people in that laws. situation. Like a lot of people in that situation, and it's happened in Tour de France in the past, where they've somebody has cracked, sitting within a minute of the GC, cracked, lost three or four minutes, slipped back. Then the next day they lose three or four minutes again, and then they lose three. That's soft cocks. If they because they haven't got the they, thing. No, they, they don't have the either they don't have the genetics or the people around them to eat enough and they just put themselves in a hole. There's a new or, shirt coming. Are you a mongrel or a soft cock? Yeah. <laughs> Make the choice. <laughs> I think a half mongrel's a yeah. Yeah. Half mongrel or <laughs> yeah. maybe we should rename the show to mongrels and soft cocks and we'll get guests on every week and we'll just ask them, are you a mongrel yeah. or soft instead of yeah, instead of legend or belly? Yeah, uh, got a new segment. The full mongrel? <laughs> mongrel or soft cock. Love it. <laughs> Well, anyway, comment comment below if you think that these top world class athletes have this. Uh, if this, this is a debate, if this is a debate, the worm would have had well, Billy, well in front for me, and then slowly the worms come back, and now I'm sort of siding with George mm. for cycling. Doesn't apply to with a dirt and Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. Biomechanics, sports, completely I different. Think it, 
I think it applies in bio- biomechanical skill-based sports. I think it applies in physical endurance yes. sports. I think it applies in the business world. I think it applies with judges and lawyers. I think it applies with doctors. I think it applies with fucking uh, in every single facet of the world. I think it applies in every single facet of the world. And but think about this, right? And Your title the, 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 the combination to be successful in all those different worlds are slightly different. So you mm. need to have a good wrist hinge in golf or whatever, mm. and you need to have the thing in your brain. You need to be mm. able to fucking shoot a three-pointer and you need to have that thing in your brain. You need to have genetics and a high VO2 max and that thing in your brain. You need, to be, a fucking, you need to be able to say... You to, everyone to, you need to be able to walk into, a, you need to walk into an office to the nicest person you've ever fucking met and say, you're not doing your job, you're fired. You need yeah. to have... Like, you need to have the whole the combination is different but okay okay high succeeding people all have it what about if we got shirts where they they were reversible <laughs> so you could have mongrel on one and then you flip it inside out and it says soft cock depend on any scenario <laughs> depending on your mood all right yeah. yeah yeah i don't mind that i think just to wrap this up then the two things yeah. two things on this what the quality you're describing literally just sounds like do you have an asshole in you and everyone's got an arsehole in them. A little bit of it. Secondly, to make this point that I think that if you're Tiger Woods, you have a shocking opening round and you're angry, like I'm going to get up and show these guys, oh, I'm angry. That doesn't help you fucking shoot a bloody 60 round in golf, does it? Yeah, but I never said angry. I said it's something. That's what I, I'm just going to yeah. call it something. Oh, I don't know exactly what it is. Don't you? But he, he, you really he kind of person some, that believes in ghosts. No, it's not tangible. It's no measurement on it. It's, it's not a, it's not something yeah. that we can, we can, we can measure or, mm. or, or whatever. It's, it's just the. That's why it's been called the fucking the special thing. X for factor. They call it the X yeah. factor because it's no real name. Because nobody knows what it is. But Tiger you know, Woods is one of the few golfers, maybe the only golfer who, like you say, could have that shit round and then go back the next day and shoot sixty six. Every yeah. other golfer would have shot fucking eighty eight for the rest of the tournament. I would say that anyone that can't recover from that isn't worth their salt. Random story. <laughs> I remember going to the uh, the President's Cup in two thousand ten, and all the big names were there. I think it might have been oh nine. Tiger Woods was there, and Adam Scott was on the practice screen. We're there at the start, and you know everyone's real quiet even at the practice screen. This bloke got a phone call from his missus. He goes, hey, love, I'm just at the practice screen watching Adam Scott working on his three putts. And I just remember, as he said it, Scott putted and gave him the biggest fucking death stare and it, like, lipped out. It was, like, perfect timing. Yeah, but that, anyway. that, that, maybe that's part of it as well, is your ability to manipulate or to, to, play, to play mental games with your competitors. And I would say that Pogacar is very, very good at that. And I'm not a psychologist by any any stretch of the imagination, but the way he portrays himself in the media is not – that's who he is, okay? He's a he's a lovable Oh, you character. mean like fun-loving, I'm just yeah. here having fun, you guys are trying too hard. Stu- he's not stupid. He's not stupid, yeah, no, you know? No, no. And he, he knows how to to, to – like he jumped like in a swimming pool. He, he jumps in a swimming pool <laughs> in the rest day, you know? He's jumped in a swimming pool, and mm. and the, the world kicks off like – Oh, he's trying to win Tour de France. He jumped in a swimming pool. Well, for starters, he jumped in a fucking swimming pool. Give him a rest. Give him a break. It's 40 degrees outside. What's wrong with jumping in a swimming pool? Yeah. But that's his personality. He likes to have fun. But at the same time, when that media storm blew up, I bet you he's just going, ha. Yeah. Fuckers. You know, like he's not stupid. And he, 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 he's authentic. But being authentic is a way of playing a little game, I think, mentally with, with his competitors. Yeah. And, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Pogacar will get him on the show next week and he'll tell us if that's true or not. Yeah, full mongrel or half mongrel. We've got him on the line now. Poggy, what do you think of the chat? Mongrel. What what, what do you say? Yeah, no, mongrel. Definitely, I'm a mongrel. He'd play the game. Like, yeah, Yeah. Chavez. Sorry, Jonesy. 
don't yeah, he's a up. classic. Again, smiling assassin, you know. Yeah. And in the yeah. end, it's like the live, you know. Mm. Mm. It's like oh, fuck up, telling you, know, you to smile like, more and put under people's it, skin because of it. it you know, yeah, telling you how good it is. It's just cycling, relax as he's got you know he's holding onto your handlebars he's pretty much riding your bike you know like in the finals yeah. nah, uh, that, relax. that's that the one of the greatest things i ever saw was at a vuelta and bills was there and that was that day that chavez went from fourth to third on the podium and had to pull back a minute 20 on contador and there was that team meeting where it was like fuck what do we do remember bills like do we mm. risk it and play it safe because if you blow you're going to blow not you're going to lose fourth you you might lose out of the top 10 and uh, remember, Chavez got up and goes, guys, fuck it. We didn't come here to, like, play it safe. We're going all in, boys. Mm. Who's with me? And yeah. then I remember you stood up and you fucking put your fist in the air. You go, fuck yeah. <laughs> We're fucking all in. It was like, like yeah, at yeah. any given Sunday. Mighty Ducks moment. The mighty, oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a Mighty Duck moment. But the way that stage panned out, where you guys had done recon, you knew the stage back to front. And then you had housing up the road. Oh, mate, that's as good as it gets. Uh, but maybe going back to it a little bit, like Tiger Woods is a, again as an example. Maybe Michael Jordan as well. Like all these guys who have that X factor, let's call it. Mm. Maybe that because they have it, it's actually like they all have their vices as well. Oh yeah, and yeah. they all have like quite heavy vices. Where like, like Tiger Woods was obviously a woman. Michael Jordan was, was a woman. Gam- was obviously gambling. <laughs> I think um, Tiger Woods was, was Viking. Tiger Woods was a woman. No, no, no. <laughs> Tiger, but Tiger Woods had about when he got done. He when he got done for drink driving, they found like twelve drugs in the system. Yeah, yeah. Just, just those just human vices, you know. And Michael what do you Jordan, mean? So Daniel, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna put one thing here, like a mad dog. But like, okay, let's had, take you all... as a rider. You're telling me you didn't have? Did were you a mongrel? I had the vices, but I didn't have the, the X Factor. That <laughs> yeah, was the that's problem. a problem. You should have had tough cock with vices. <laughs> I had shit genetics, no X Factor, and a whole lot of vices. Way too and many was, vices. And I was a steadily average pro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're a good uh, bloke. Yeah. That, that, okay, yeah. That, that counts. Yeah. I think you just need a general mix. I think at yeah. the end of the day, you just need to look at life as like, are you having fun? You happy? You sound like Chavez. You get, you get to travel the world. Such is the life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about Maybe, it. Yeah, you need a cocktail of it all. Let's make a cocktail shirt as well with like all right. a big X in it. Can we claim yeah. the X? Yeah. Can, we, anyway. can we claim the X off Elon Musk or not? I don't know. Hey, um, before we wrap things up, I just want to say another shout out to uh, the voice of cycling, Phil Liggett. He turned 80 back almost a month ago, so we're a bit late. Um, <laughs> wow. I grew up in that was my. First, that I honestly believe he's one of the factors that I got into road cycling because really? I just remember before school when I was a mountain biker. I remember going before school and then I the Tour de France would be on TV, the six to eight a.m. replay from the highlight stage highlights, and Phil Liggett commentating with Paul Sherwin. Mm. Um, I did the NBC thing with him this year. Well, obviously, I was in the studio, but he was a commentator. He's a commentator at NBC. Him and Bob Roll, and. Same, like I grew up with Phil Liggett and you know on my TV watching the Tour de France, and it was really cool to work with him. And not that we, he was in France and I was in America, so I didn't see him face to face, but like we had each other and we could talk to each other like through our like fucking technology. And like it was the first time like I've really like intently listened to him commentate. 
because I had because I had to. I had to pick up things he was saying, and then because we would go on air, and then they'd be like, "What do you think about what Phil said, Sam?" You know, so you had to be listening quite hard, not just like casually in the tea, in the lounge room. And I got to say, the thing I noticed the most about Phil is his humor. Man, he is fucking. Oh, yeah. He dry, is so he? funny. Uh, He's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. driest sense of humor, and it's fucking awesome. He can't pick a rider to save himself. He can't like you know. He's like, I think that that might be. Cipollini, no, he retired 10 years ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. You just don't care because he's, yeah, he's a wordsmith. That's, that's his, yeah, exactly. His job is yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Part of his job is to be a wordsmith and Color, add yeah. to keep people entertained and listen to him Did, laughing. Didn't and, you have one day, Bills, where you they threw to you because Phil's commentary went down? Yeah. That was the scariest <laughs> moment of my life. It was like, because we're not there to commentate. We're just there doing like special comments and then doing the pre and post race studio show. But then all of a sudden, we're in our ears. They're like, Sam and Brent, you need to commentate. You need to commentate. We've lost comms. We've lost comms. I was like, fuck, I don't know how to commentate. And like, this gave me a real appreciation of how hard commentating is. And like standing in the studio, you're nervous anyway, but at least you're talking about a subject you're supposed to be well versed yeah. with. But commentating is a different story. And then we got thrown on, onto the bloody mics and we're like, we're having to commentate. And it was when that motorbike... Um, Stop Pagacha from attacking at the top where those time bonuses were. When um, who won the stage that day? Um, uh, Rodriguez won Rodriguez. the stage. Yeah, and you know when Pagacha attacked to go for those bonus points and the motorbike on the way, that happened while we were commentating. And I was like, I was almost like, look at the fucking motorbike! The fuck? I was like, I'm like, oh, what's what's happening here? The motorbikes in the way. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. think going forward for us, there's a scope for like a to run? You know how people run like alternative commentary. You press oh, a different button and they can chip. Mm. Absolutely. And I reckon it would be quite good just to pick a few stages. I mean, fucking yeah. shoot me. I'm not doing a sprint stage. You know, you know what stage would be really good to do it for? Would be um, the shops. Any of, and just analy- yeah. analyze anybody. The last like, stage. Oh, here's tour. old mate. Here's a shit tour. He's probably out of job next year. You don't have to talk about the what's happening in the stage. You can just talk about the Tour de France and you can just talk like you could actually do that alternatively very really well, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Well, just just on Phil, I remember five years ago, Jerry threw a party for Phil's 75th here in Melbourne because we're actually going to catch up with Phil. He's going to be in Australia and we're going to see him on Sunday night. Because oh, he does the tap, doesn't he? He comes down and do, does oh, the... He's doing Amy Gillett's. They've got a function on Oh, yeah. But... Um, just before we wrap things up, I remember Jerry said, oh, you know, we're doing a, uh, a roast for Phil Liggett. And if you want to say a few words, and I thought, oh, mate, roast. I'll lay the boots in. Fuck it oath. Like, give it to me. And I was the first speaker. So I got up and just laid into Phil about how he's a tight ass. And the jokes went flat. All I could hear oh. was like cutlery on plates. And Phil gave me these looks of... Like, oh, I thought we were mates. Like, that's not even funny. And I was like going bright red, but I thought, oh, I've committed. I've got to keep oh, going. Mate. It just got progressively worse and worse. So then I thought, oh, well, fuck. I'm the icebreaker. Every other speaker after that will lay the boots in like a roast and it'll just, once they get the booze in, they'll be fine. No, every other speaker was complimentary, saying how, you know, he's the icon, his voice is cycling and all the nice things he's done. And I get to the end, I said to Jerry, I go, Jerry, you threw me under the fucking bus. Like, this is a roast. He goes, what'd you have for dinner, Dan? A roast. Oh. <laughs> roast lamb. <laughs> it wasn't a fucking roast. He said, you know, we're putting on a roast for Phil, like roast lamb. I thought it was like 
Let's lay the boots in. I just said to Phil Arches and said, mate, I'm fucking so sorry. I thought it was a rose. <laughs> just said how he's tight as a fish's ass and, you know, he never shouts a beer and he never used to call home because, you know, he couldn't call his missus because oh, of fuck. fucking phone bills. <laughs> oh, mate, it's bad. <laughs> so, anyway, this if Jerry oh. says we're doing a roast for Phil for his 80th, I'll say, mate, I'm not fucking talking. Bring gravy. If bring he says gravy. bring gravy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have for dinner, Dan? Roast loud. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, true. Phil. Anyway. Oh, hey. Bloody right, good to have you back, GB. GB. Yeah. I gotta go. I got a meeting back. in three minutes. All right. Sweet. Like, yeah, share, good, subscribe. good chat. Let, uh, comment below. Let us know if you uh, think that they have the X Factor or whose side are you on? George's or Jonesy's? Uh, give us your Jonesy's top five mongrels and your top five softcocks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we'll get those t-shirts done up for sale. But you can still buy there's a couple of merch hats left. There's still a couple of t-shirts left. So jump on the buy some more, buy some merch, guys. We'll put it in the link below. See you soon. See ya.